Hey guys, really quickly, Ravi here. If you're enjoying this podcast, but you want to see some more of the screen shares and in-depth graphics that we've created for it specifically, click the link in the show notes where you can get access to all of that and more in our YouTube channel. These are eight mistakes that I've learned from generating millions of dollars in profit from cold emailing. Number one, not adding enough personalization. What may come as a shock to most people is that nobody wants to read a cold email. So one of the only ways that you can hook somebody in to reading the rest of your email is if you leverage the first one or two sentences to make it as personalized as possible. Having a hyper-personalized first one to two lines has been shown to three to five times our open rate and our response rate from our cold emails. Now this doesn't mean you need to spend 20 minutes per cold email you send out. Instead, I recommend using what I call mass personalization. And this is when you get a really hyper qualified and targeted list for you to send cold emails out to. And then you leverage characteristics about that entire list in the cold email. Let's say, for example, I was trying to reach out to entrepreneurs who had earned at least a million dollars online. Well, one of the places I could go is get a list of people who have won the infamous two comma club award from ClickFunnels. And this is an award inside my industry that's given out if you make a million dollars through one website. And so what I could do is in the email that I sent out, I could say, hey, congratulations, I saw that you won the two comma club award and that's the reason why I'm sending this message. What this does is it shows that you've at least done some research on the person and it congratulates them on something that they've achieved, making them think that this email is just for them. But at the same time, if I had a list of the thousands of people that have gotten that two comma club award from ClickFunnels, I could send them all the same message and thus it seemed personalized. The next mistake plays into the first and that's not having a quality enough lead list to send these emails to. I cannot stress the importance of spending both time and money to get the most qualified lead list possible for the campaign you're gonna be using for cold email. Having a list of hyper-qualified people versus just having a list of anybody that has a heartbeat can actually be the difference in you having a massively profitable email campaign and you having one that doesn't work at all. Think about it this way. The lead list that you're sending these emails to are the bottleneck for the entire campaign. Meaning that if the lead list is just okay, then you're going to probably have okay responses and you're going to have okay calls and maybe some of them turns into customers or clients. But if you get a really, really quality lead list, then you'll probably get responses from more quality people. You'll have more quality calls and you'll probably have higher quality and higher paying clients and customers. It's not uncommon for me to spend anywhere from three to $5,000 to get a hyper qualified lead list in order to test out a new email campaign. There are hundreds of websites and freelancers online where you can buy a lead list from, but I've typically seen a great price anywhere from five to 15 cents per qualified and validated email. And if you can't find anywhere to buy a list, then simply manually create your own. Think about where would the most qualified people that I was trying to reach out to hang out. Maybe it's Facebook groups, maybe it's going to be a LinkedIn group, maybe it's a certain title that you can search on LinkedIn Sales Navigator, maybe they're paying for a different service and that website showcases their testimonials or clients on their website, you sometimes have to get a little bit creative, but just by taking that extra one to three steps, you're way ahead of your competition and your email campaign will have so much more success. The third cold emailing mistake you want to avoid is not focusing on deliverability. Deliverability is how many people are actually getting your cold email inside their main inbox and how many of those people are opening and reading that email. Just like the quality of your lead list, if you have poor deliverability, it affects the rest of your campaign 
campaign downstream. Not as many people are going to be opening it. So not as many people are going to be responding. So you're not going to get as many calls with people and you're not going to have as many customers or clients. There are a few things you can do before you start cold emailing to ensure a higher deliverability. Number one is going to be running your entire lead list through a email verification tool. We use something called Neverbounce, where it can send a quick ping to that email and make sure it's valid. The more emails you send out that don't go to spam, the higher email deliverability will be. The second tool you can use is called Lemwarm. And what it does is it warms up your email for you, meaning instead of you starting out immediately from day one with your brand new email domain, sending 100 messages out where nobody's opening them and reading them and thus ensuring you'll go into spam, what Lemwarm will do is actually have conversations with other real email addresses on the platform automatically on your behalf back and forth for days or weeks at a time. And what this does is slowly warm up the inbox so it shows all of the email platforms that, hey, this is a real email account and they're not just spamming people and it allows you to have higher deliverability and lower spam rates. The fourth cold email mistake I see is not keeping your message short enough. If you're sending cold emails and they're just blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks of text jumbled together, don't be surprised if nobody reads it. We live in a world today where the average attention span is like six to eight seconds. So if you're not adding that personalized line in the very beginning, and if you're not getting directly to the point, you've probably already lost the person. And even if you save all of the best stuff for last, they're not even going to read to the bottom of the email. The best cold emails that I've ever sent are anywhere from six to seven, one sentence, one line paragraphs that I send to a high quality list. I actually did another really popular YouTube video on our exact $10 million cold email template. We'll link it at the bottom of this video and you'll be able to watch it as soon as this video is over. The fifth cold email mistake I see is people not making an ask. Like I said earlier, nobody really wants to read a cold email. So the only reason why anybody ever responds is because you say something that interests them enough that shows them that you can solve a big enough pain point for them. But if you don't cover that in the first email, you have almost a 0% chance of ever getting a response. I hate when I see people say stuff like, how are you doing today? And they want to build rapport. So they ask them how their kid's doing or how the weather's doing. Look, if someone sends me a cold email, if they get straight to the point, they say, hey, I can help you do this thing that you hate and I guarantee results from it. They have a much higher likelihood of me responding than if they go and they don't tell me any of that, but instead they try to build rapport with me and I never even email them back in the first place. Now, sure, you may have a lower response rate of people sending you messages back, but if all the people sending you messages back are people that are saying, yes, I'm interested in working with you, I guarantee you'll have a higher overall throughput of quality people turning into customers. The sixth biggest cold email mistake that I hate to see is people not testing enough. This could be said about cold emailing, cold messaging, advertising, but what happens is that most people rest on their laurels, meaning that let's say you take all of my advice and you actually have a successful cold email campaign. Well, most people just sit back and let that essentially run it all the way through and hope that they're done. But in reality, one of the values inside of our company scaling with systems is always be testing, right? So if you can have a cold email response rate, let's say at 5%, where 5% of the people that are seeing your message are responding back to you, you can always be iterating on the original message you sent in order to maybe get that up to 8% or 10%. Because the more efficient you are with a cold email, the more profitable you're going to be, which is really the king of all metrics for all businesses. Things that you should be split testing are the lead list that you're sending the leads to in the first place, what the subject line says, the personalization in the first two lines, the overall body, what the call to action is, if you add in additional follow-up emails, all of these things can have positive impacts on your campaign and can thus lead it to being more successful and making you more money. The seventh biggest cold email mistake that I see is people not giving campaigns 
campaigns long enough. You start a cold email campaign, you send out 40 emails, and a day later, nobody responds, and so you say, cold emailing doesn't work. Well, in reality, it takes a few days for people to find emails in their inbox, it takes a few days for them to respond, and 40 is not a statistically significant enough number for you to actually determine whether it was successful or not. Think about it this way, a great cold email open rate is 50%. So if you send 40 emails out, you're really only having 20 people read the message. So if you think that after 20 messages, you're supposed to have a customer, you're doing this all wrong. To give you an idea, some of the numbers that I typically see is a 30 to 50% open rate, a five to 10% response rate, and a one to 2% customer rate, meaning of the people that you send emails to, one or 2% of them become customers for your product or service. So if you've had 40 emails send out in one day, there's no way that you've had enough go out that you'll be able to tell if it's successful or not. Our threshold is typically 500 emails sent over a seven to 14 day period before we'll know whether this campaign was successful or not. And it's important to know that there are varying degrees of success. So if I get a few responses, I would say that's pretty successful and I can go in and iterate the messaging in order to get more responses. And then if I got no responses, I'd probably say that this is not a good campaign and I'd start from scratch. And the eighth and final cold email mistake is not scaling up. This one sometimes blows my mind, but I'll have a client who we've created a massively successful cold email campaign. They're literally printing money and then they come to me and they say, hey Ravi, I wanna start running Facebook ads. And I said, well, what was going on with a cold email campaign? They're like, oh, well, I just wanna test something new. And I always tell them, how many emails are you sending a day? And they'll say 50 emails a day. I said, you know that you can send literally hundreds or even thousands of emails a day before you have to try anything else. So we don't know if this other source, you know, YouTube videos or Facebook ads or Facebook groups, we don't know if that'll work or not. But we know that one out of every 100 emails that you're sending out are turning into customers. So what if we were able to send out 500 emails every single day, which is not that difficult to do. Then you'd have five new customers every single day. So don't try to switch into multiple different traffic sources or change things around. If you finally found something that's working, try your hardest to figure out ways in order to scale that up to where you're doing two to 10 times what you're doing right now.